Well, take your Bible this morning, and we're going to be in Exodus chapter number 20. Exodus in chapter number 20. And we'll look at um, the fifth commandment, which I know that you're familiar with. And, and many of you, um, of course, even traveled from out of town to do this very verse today, to honor your mother. And so you're, you're already applying the message. Good job. Now keep it up, right? Amen. I hope, uh, hope the message will be an encouragement and a blessing as we get into it. Sure have enjoyed the song service, haven't you? It's a delight. Sure, thank the Lord that mother-daughter special at the beginning just got us started off. So that was wonderful. Good job, y'all. Well, we know this section of Scripture has the Ten Commandments, and the first four God is speaking to them. And I'd like just to hit some of the high points here, not read all the verses, but let's begin in verse number one. It says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. And then verse number, uh, verse number seven, he says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Verse number eight, he says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. He talks about how that God created the earth in six literal 24-hour consecutive days. Um, he says that in verse number 11, in case you're wondering, was it really just six days? That's all it took? Yep, that's it. And he created the heavens and the earth and rested the Sabbath day. And then verse number 12, that's our text. Honor thy father and thy mother. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land. You want to live? (laughs) That thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now that has a context to it. And I sure want to tie into that because the first readers of this were the children of Israel coming out of Egypt into the land which God gave them. So the way they would honor father and mother would have everything to do with their national stability as a nation. So we need to think about that. I realize we're not Israel, but we ought to honor mother and father. The same, uh, uh, obviously, this verse, and then also in Deuteronomy uh, uh, chapter 5 and verse 16 repeats the same and says, honor thy father and mother. In fact, it even says it this way, that it may go well with thee. You want it to go well with you? (laughs) Sure you want it to go well with you. Then honor your mom. Honor thy father and thy mother. And then Paul quotes it and Jesus reiterates it. So we're, we're on firm Bible ground right here for sure. So our theme this year at Southwest Baptist Church is this, love God's way. Love God's way. As a noun, we need to know more, don't we, about love, God's way. And then as an imperative verb, love God's way. We need to learn how to love God's way and to love God's way. And so this morning, I'm calling the message in that series, Loving Mom, God's Way. Loving Mom, God's Way. So I'm going to preach to everybody that has a mom. All right. Well, that'd be all of us. Love mom God's way. Now, I know uh, some of your moms, I was just looking back over my notes. I think we've had um, eight funeral services here this year. And so many of, many of your, some of their moms, your moms are in heaven now. 
And uh, I know this is a different uh, Mother's Day for some. That's, that's uh, no doubt tough, but I'm thankful God's with us, aren't you? And you can honor God and, and thank God for your mom. But let's, let's see what God says about loving mom God's way. May God bless the reading of his word as you're seated. We're going to get right to it. <clears throat> Participated on Friday in the funeral service for Miss Irma Harrison. Irma Harrison was the uh, pastor's wife to Brother Bert Harrison, who pastored here for 29 years. 29 years. And she was a dear, sweet lady. She uh, passed from this life at age 98. And meanwhile, in her 90s, she was still making visits to shut ins. <laughs> shut ins who were younger than she was. She's a sweet, dear lady, classy lady. Always uh, dressed nicely and, and just had a pleasant smile about her. Well, uh, there was multiple people involved and I was honored to get to represent really Southwest and the present and the future of Southwest. But, but uh, three of us that participated, including her son and, and then the, uh, the pastor of the church there in Chickasha, all three of us used Proverbs 31. And uh, her children rise up and call her blessed. And that's what you're trying to do here today, just being here. Your very presence being here today with your mom or your grandmother, or your great-grandmother. Uh, you're rising up and saying, I've got a blessed mom. Yes. Got a blessed mom. Graduation ceremonies yesterday, uh, uh, several of the graduates, either in written form or uh, given a verbal testimony, said, I want to thank God for my mom. I want to thank God for my dad and gave honor uh, to parents. I believe in a, in a day where folly is glamorized, we need to hold in high regard women of virtue. For sure. The word honor is interesting. The word honor that we see here, it, it means, uh, it literally means of, of weight or significance. Um, and, and so what it means here is that you ought to give the level of importance to someone that they really deserve, that they deserve. Now, there are no perfect moms or dads right here. And I mean, we're all sinners. We all need salvation. But you ought to honor your mom or your dad. Well, what does God say about the way to do that? Well, I want to look at this text and keep it in its context. And we're going to consider some other verses here this morning. We'll see what not to do that would show dishonor. But then we also need to see, obviously, what would show honor uh, to your mom uh, here today. So the way the nation of Israel honored their parents would have a direct impact on their whole society. The way that, I want you to think about that just a moment. I mean, here it is in the context of the Ten Commandments, and, and we can use those and do, use them in a general fashion to show that we're sinners. The law was given to show that we're sinners and we need a Savior, right? Uh, but it, it was given to Israel. And so he's speaking to them as a nation coming out of Egypt and showing them, listen, here's how you're going to be able to survive in the land. And, and so we want to keep it in its context. So the way the nation of Israel honored their parents would have a direct impact on their society as a whole. Now, I believe it'd be very easy for us to make that same application to our society today, that the way that we honor mother and father has had and has an impact on our society today, right? And where, where that is honored, where that is um, in good order, then we see society in good order. Where that's disregarded, then we see disruption in society. Okay, I want you to think about that here with me 
uh, this morning. So typically we think about this particular passage, honor thy father and thy mother. And even in Ephesians, it says, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. And, and then it says, honor thy father and the mother. And so Paul is quoting from uh, the Ten Commandments and from the book of Deuteronomy, which is further expounding upon the Ten Commandments. And so uh, they're driving it home. And we typically think about how that children need to obey their parents. And that, listen, that needs to be preached and practiced. Amen. And, uh, and got across to kids. In fact, if you're a parent here today, you are a safeguard for people who have not yet learned how to think right. <laughs> Namely, children. All right. Their brain is forming. All right. It's in the process of understanding what's dangerous and what's not. Uh, but Ted went over it in Sunday school and, and mentioned, you know, can you leave to a child what he ought to eat? Just yesterday, I was uh, eating with one of the families here at our, our best breakfast. So we have, you know, biscuits and gravy and, and, um, and soul winning food, don't you know? And, and, and then, you know, uh, of course, donuts and other things. And, and uh, the mom and dad was working with the kids there and they had healthy stuff on their plate. But then also they were, they had a donut. And, and the son looked at the dad and maybe at the mom and said, can I? <laughs> And they said, yes, you can. Oh man, the biggest smile came on his face. I, mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a kid more excited about a donut, man. He was licking his lips and like, man, let me get into this. You know how many he would eat if his parents was not there? <laughs> we would not have bought enough that morning. I guarantee it. The way he was going after that one, you know. Well, kids need somebody to say, no, well, adults actually do too. But um, so they need that early influence. So then there's this transition that takes place as they reach adulthood. I'll never forget as, as Tyler was um, maybe five years old, four or five years old, I think it was. And, and we were at, uh, it, was, it was the youth conference. And so we rented out uh, Whitewater Bay for the guys on one night and for the girls on another night. And so we were there with the, the guys. And, and I remember at the, at the top of one of those towers, you know, where you're going down in the tube, I just had in my mind, he's going to sit, you know, right there with me in that tube and we're going to go down just like we, you know, we, we would in, in the past when he was even smaller than that. And, and, and the guy at the top said, uh, he's got to go by himself. And I, I thought in my mind, he's just a baby. He's just a boy. He can't go down by himself. Man, he got in there and pushed him down the tubes. I thought, <laughs> your mom's going to kill me. And man, he was having a great time. And I got down there at the bottom. He said, dad, let's go again. I thought, oh man, his childhood is over right here. You know, <laughs> we're not ready for that. Brother Seth, even just yesterday, as we were having the graduation, he said to one of the graduates as, as she was standing on this side and her parents were standing on this side as a homeschool graduation. So the parents are, you know, given the diploma. And he said to the young lady, are you ready? And she said, yes, but the mom said no. <laughs> you know, so there's that, that tension, right? Um, as parents, we're not quite ready for them to grow up, but they've got to grow up. They got to, they got to go from being a boy or a girl to being a young man or young lady, and then a man or a woman. That's, that's how God has built it. Now, parents, we, I think we all agree. It's not an easy process. So there's a time in life when they are called upon to obey, but there's never a time in life where you're not to honor. Always honor. Now, um, G. Campbell Morgan said this. He said, even though the days have passed, 
when it is necessary or right that they should obey. Because he also said this, let me back up. A boy will never become a man if he must always obey his parents. Does that make sense? A boy will, now once, once your son gets married, he's not supposed to be obeying. <laughs> okay, I'll move on, but... Uh, yeah, I think you get what I'm saying. I mean, he's a man now or she's a, a wife now. And so there's a transition that takes place. Just yesterday, I, I did a wedding ceremony. Brother Mark Dick brought his daughter, Jocelyn. And I stood here and said, who giveth, giveth this woman to be married to this man? And he said, her mother and I. And then that, that great transition was made as, as this young man, Logan, took the hand of Jocelyn. And, and they came up here to this platform and they became husband and wife. Well, there was a transition that took place there. So G. Campbell Morgan said, a boy will never become a man if he must always obey his parents. Uh, beyond that, listen to this though, very carefully listen. Beyond the period of control, there must come that of individual responsibility. But listen to this. Even though the days have passed, when it is necessary or right that they should obey, the days are never passed when it is necessary and right that they should honor their parents. So the time comes when you're not obeying parents, but you're always honoring parents. Now, we, we hear the words, honor thy father and thy mother, and we think children. But listen to this. The vast majority of those hearing Moses read the Ten Commandments to them that day were adults. And, and even Jesus, when he came to Matthew chapter 15, Matthew chapter number 7, he says, some of you say Corbin. In other words, it was a term that they would use to say, you know, I would take care of my parents in their old age, like provide for them financially, but I've actually already kind of dedicated that money to the temple, so I'm out. Jesus says, you're a hypocrite because you, you say you honor your mother and your father, but you're not taking care of them in their old age. So Jesus understood that honoring your parents does not stop when you cease to be a child. In fact, what he's saying here is that the way you honor your parents is you take care of them in their old age. You say, well, what if my parents are cranky? We don't have time to deal with everything here today. <laughs> so here it is in the Ten Commandments. He starts with the first four commandments about our relationship here. I know many of you know this, but I just want to be very clear. This is, this is very key, okay? Uh, honoring God. The fear of the Lord. That is the foundational part of any society. Honoring God right here. Honoring God. And then there is a transition right here beginning at this fifth commandment where he says, honor thy father and thy mother. Then he says, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. So all these, watch this, have to do right here. So here he's saying, listen, you've got to make sure that you're right here. And if you're right here, then you'll be right here. But watch this. The fifth commandment is the hinge commandment. It's the fifth commandment, someone said, is the centerpiece of the law. It's, it's the centerpiece because it transitions from our relationship to God to relationship to people in general. But watch this. Look at where he begins applying what it means to have a right relationship with God and treat other people right. He begins in the home. 
Your relationship with God determines your relationship with your parents. And listen to this, your relationship with your parents determines how you treat others in society. Is that worth our consideration here for just a second? So let me say this, if we, if you don't have this right, you won't have this right. If Israel as a nation didn't have this right, then they wouldn't have this right. Isn't it true and isn't it easy to verify that once Israel got off here, they got way off on all these other things. There was murder and mayhem and there was infidelity. There was sexual sin of every type, everything from adultery to fornication to homosexuality to, to all forms of, of sexual wickedness. And, you know, and there was thievery and there was lying and there was coveting and all that. You know why all that happened? Because they got off here. So if a nation honors God and honors parents, that's a health to that nation. Think about this. Those who have both parents at home in a loving relationship are less likely to kill, less likely to commit adultery, steal, lie, and envy. Jails, Prisons, juvenile centers, court systems are filled with people whose dad wasn't there or mom wasn't there or they were there and they didn't discipline them. Now, I realize that's not the case in every situation. I totally understand that. But it doesn't take much research to bear that fact out. That's on the parental side. So parents, it's essential that we would be there, of course, for our kids. But also this. Well, let me further elaborate on that. If the relationship with the parent, let's think about the child side of that. If the relationship with the parent is right, it will have a positive impact on the rest. If the first four are right, then it'll have an impact on that fifth one. And if the fifth one is right, if there is honor to mother and father, then the rest of them will have a positive impact. Okay, let's think about this. Honoring your parents produces a society that respects life. The life of the elderly. In other words, you don't see your aging parents as somebody just, let's just get rid of them so we can go on with our lives. Because age does not determine personhood. Age does not determine personhood, whether it is the end of life or the very beginning of life, which is at conception. So a one second year old or a one week year old or an eight week year old is just as much a human as an 80 year old. And thus, if a society is honoring mother and father as they ought to, then they will not kill. Honoring mother and father creates a society that respects marriage. Honoring mother and father creates a society that respects other people's property and doesn't steal or vandalize. Honoring mother and father creates a culture that is given to truth rather than lies. And honoring mother and father creates a culture that is, that is one of contentment rather than, man, I wish I had everything else that everybody else has. So how important is this idea of honoring mother and father. 
It's a basic building block of society. A lack of, of respect for parents, a lack of respect there. Watch this. If, if a young person, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Is everybody still saying with me here? Okay. If, if a young, if a person has a struggle in honoring mother and father with authority at home, dare I say they probably have a hard time and struggle with authority at school and at work and in the government and in other places and maybe even on the ball field when the coach doesn't put him in? Huh? Or when the ref calls a bad call? Okay, well, that just suddenly went to meddling a little bit, didn't it? But... Uh, in 1896, Dwight L. Moody wrote a book called Wade and Wanting. It uses actually the Ten Commandments. And he says, I've lived over 60 years and have learned one thing if I've learned nothing else, that no man or woman who dishonors father and mother ever prospers. Young man, he says, young woman, how do you treat your parents? Tell me that and I'll tell you how you're getting, how you're going to get on in life. Does everybody hear what he's saying? How do you treat your parents? You answer that question and I'll tell you how you're going to get on in life. Now, here we are on Mother's Day and, and you're here to honor your mom. You know the best way you can honor your mom? Honor God. If you're not right in that relationship, which by the way, take, take the initiative. If things aren't right there, take the initiative to get things right there. But isn't it true that the anti-authority mentality breeds contempt for other authorities? And you look at the 1950s and 1960s and as the, uh, there was a rebellion against authority and now we're seeing even more fruit from that. That anti-authority mentality breeds contempt for life and for marriage and for property and for lot, truth and for, for boundaries. And, and, and so even in 2 Timothy, I thought about it this way. In 2 Timothy chapter number three, when Paul talks about those that are disobedient to parents, then he also lists many other sins that come after that. Disrespect towards parents has been known to lead to alcohol and drugs and sexual sin and a carnal life rather than a spiritual life and, and strained relationships. Listen, all you got to do is just think about Samson. Here is a young man who, who had even the call of God on his life and the blessings of God on his life and had parents that weren't perfect parents, but they were trying to point him in the right direction and, and even trying to do so by their example as well as by their admonition. And yet Samson did what Samson wanted to do. It put a strain. Absalom. Absalom was a handsome young man and, and, and uh, had the type of personality that drew people to him. But when he dishonored his dad, didn't that disrupt his whole family? Listen to this, what Charles Bridges said. He said, certainly if the fifth commandment is the first with promise, as we would read in, in Ephesians chapter six, it, certainly if the fifth commandment, honor thy father and thy mother, is the first commandment with promise, it is also the first with judgment. The lack of honor has a negative impact on the whole society. 
Look back at verse number 12 in the latter part of it. It says, Honor thy father and mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now listen, I, I know that this has an individual application to it because Paul makes that in Ephesians. But in this context here, he's saying, listen, if you want to stay in the land a long time, honor your parents. One of the reasons that Israel went into Assyrian captivity, into Babylonian captivity, is that they stopped honoring their mom and dad. In fact, it's very plainly stated that way in Ezekiel 22 and verse number seven, that in thee have I, they have they set light by father and mother. In other words, they've, they've treated their parents with, dis, with disrespect, with contempt, lightly. They, they, didn't, they didn't honor their mom and dad, their mother and father. And as a result of that, that's one of the reasons listed in the book of Ezekiel as to why they were in captivity. In other words, why they lost the land. So it's vitally important for a nation namely Israel, but I think also for our nation as well, that we take heed to this, that we better treat the authority that God has put in our life with great respect. Because otherwise, if that's off, other things begin to get off. So what is it then that shows dishonor to mom? Okay, I realize it's supposed to be Happy Mother's Day and I'm getting there. But <laughs> you're not going to have a Happy Mother's Day. You're not going to help your mom have a Happy Mother's Day. If you're doing things that are dishonoring her, and listen, no matter how many cards you give, it won't make up for a lack of character on your part. Here are things that, that cause mama pain. You say, man, this, this is probably the roughest Mother's Day message I think I've ever heard. No, I don't, maybe you haven't heard some of Brother Sam's messages that he preached there too. <laughs> Listen, we need, we need to get this because um, God put some things in his word that he's saying, listen, your actions are either going to be a blessing to your parents or they're going to be a burden to your parents. Now, why did he share that? Did he, did he just share that just so that parents would understand and that God understands? Well, certainly that, that's no doubt in there, but I believe he put it in his word so that all of us would take heed to say, listen, I don't want to do that to my parents. Is this making sense? I don't want to hurt them. Now I realize it's got to go higher than that because again, the first four are towards God, but the next one is towards your parents. So don't do things that make your mama cry. That's good preaching right there. Isn't that right? Uh, I mentioned Brother Mark a moment ago. Brother Sam actually appointed me as the, uh, the, the, um, the office manager and, and uh, he passed it on to me and I passed it on to Brother Mark that here's your one job. Don't make the secretaries cry. You got one job, one job. And I think we both messed that up along the way, but, but don't, don't do things that make the secretaries cry. Well, listen, what I'm saying to you this morning is, listen, don't live in a way, don't act in a way that makes your mama cry. Here's some things that really dishonors a mom. Obviously, in Exodus, and you, you're not going to have time to turn here, but if you're interested in the verses, I have them all. And I'm not going to spend a great amount of time except on two of them. 
Exodus 21, it says, he that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Now that ought to get somebody's attention. Cursing them, treating them lightly, reviling them, treating them shamefully. He that smiteth, uh, of course, abuse would be, would be a, a way that is shown dishonor. Those are extreme, but nonetheless, they start in some place. Whoso robbeth his father or his mother, taking advantage of them financially. You know, God wouldn't put this in his word if people didn't deal with this. There's a generation, Proverbs 30, there's a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. Proverbs chapter 10, rather, I'm sorry. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse number one, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. A foolish son is the heaviness of his, his mother. And, and that means grief or sorrow, emotional sadness. So listen, you need to know this, how you live affects your parents. Now, I want to thank God. I, I truly enjoyed the song that Brother Jay sang a moment ago, written by Squire Parsons many, many years ago. And I hadn't heard that in a long time until we got it on the schedule. I thought, man, I hadn't thought about that one in a long time. And some of you maybe made your mom cry at night and she prayed for you and thank God for the mercy and the grace of God that is so good to you to give you another opportunity to now try to honor your mom and dad. But there may be somebody here that's living in a very foolish way. And the way that you're living is affecting your parents. Out of love for your parents, you ought to seek to bring gladness to their life. They brought you in this world. They nurtured you. They cared for you. They cried over you. They had many thoughts about you. They had many plans for you. Don't let somebody else that comes in your life and, and, and is a bad influence on your life take away all the good that God has done through your parents. This calls for maturity, not impulsive living. This calls for character, not following friends to do what's wrong or being the wrong kind of friend. This calls for joyful interactions, not angry reactions. This calls for immediate obedience, not resistance. This calls for openness, not secrecy. A second verse I wanted to point out is in Proverbs 30 and verse number 17 where it talks about not only, you know, sinful behavior, but also resisting, resisting her counsel, resisting her help. She's trying to point you in a right way, resisting uh, the instruction that she gives. In Proverbs 30, it says this, the eye that mocketh at his father or despises to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pluck it out. Well, that's a rather sobering verse. The ravens of the valley shall pluck out your eye. It's figurative language. It's figurative speech, mind you. I, I understand that. But don't be buzzard bait. <laughs> you know what he's talking about there? He's talking about that eye that goes, oh, whatever. <sighs> huh? That arm that throat pulls away. Oh, here goes mom again. You think dad preaches? Here goes mom again. Huh? Right? Hey, look, don't, don't despise. She's trying to help you. She's trying to correct you. She's trying to lead you in a right way, guide you in a right way. She's, in fact, the passage is, is rooted in this. It's in a passage that talks about the horse leech that has two daughters that cry, give, give. In other words, it's a, a, a appetites of the flesh that are never satisfied. 
And then he talks about four things upon earth that are never satisfied. And he's using that as an analogy to talk about how that your flesh, your sinful appetites, they're never satisfied. And then the very next verse deals with the verse that I just read. And it's talking about the eye that, that despises it, that mocketh at his father and despises it to obey his mother. In other words, here you've got a mom, here you've got a dad, here you've got somebody in your life that's trying to help you not to make a mess of your life. Don't despise that. Thank God for that. Well, what can you do to honor your parents? Fear them. Fear is not a negative word. Fear is a healthy word. Respect. Reverence them. Ye shall fear every man his mother and his father. Leviticus 19, 13. Leviticus 19 also says this. Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and, and honor the face of the old man. And fear thy God. Rise up before the hoary head. In uh, 1 Kings chapter 2, Bathsheba, it says, the mother of Solomon, went before him. He's king now. But listen to what it says that he did. To speak unto him for Adonijah. Now, I mean, she's even off, but watch how he honors his mom. It says that he rose up. Here he is, the king. He rose up to meet her and bowed himself under her. You know what it's saying there? It says, listen, when you come, when a, an elderly person comes in your presence, you ought to do this, rise up and talk to them. Boy, this, this younger generation needs to get that, don't they? To, I mean, even just to look somebody in the eye would help, right? But to stand up in honor of them, to, to greet them, to, to recognize you're of honor, you're of respect, you're of dignity, you're of a hoary head. You've got gray hair. It's beautiful. It's respectable. It's honorable. Rise up. How about this? You'll honor your mom uh, today by hearing her. Hear her. Hear the instruction of thy father, it says, and forsake not the law of thy mother. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 8 and then verse number 9, it says, this, for they shall be an ornament of grace on thy head and chains about thy neck. In other words, it will bring you to a place of honor if you'll listen to what your mom taught you. Chains about thy neck. It, it, it's much better to have chains about thy neck than chains about thy feet. <laughs> Honor. Listen to what they have to say. Don't push it off. You say, I, you know, I'm in my adult years. Listen, your, your parents, um, <laughs> I was going to say, they're older than you. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> They've been around a lot longer than you have been. We all get busy. I, my mom calls me every Saturday night at 7 o'clock or 7.30 right in there. And she's asking, so what are you preaching tomorrow? That's my 7 o'clock test every Saturday night to make sure I know what I'm preaching. She asked me last night. Uh, talk, no, actually, it was this morning. She wasn't able to talk last night. We talked this morning. She said, so what are you preaching on here? Of course, it's Mother's Day. What are you preaching this morning? I said, tithing. We can get busy. Don't get too busy for your mom, though. Some of you that are college age, young people, maybe you live here from out of town. Call your mom. Call your mom. Text your mom. Talk to your mom. Listen to your mom. Stay awake while your mom is talking. I'm just trying to help you here today. Take your mom out to eat while you still can. Pray for your mom. Pray for your mom. Moms have a lot on them. 
don't they? You've got a lot on your moms. Pray for your mom. Stay connected to your mom. Forgive your mom. Forgive your mom. She's forgiven you. How many times? Well, that's a good point. Forgive your mom. Maybe, maybe there is wrong there. Talk, to, talk it out. Get together. Forgive your mom. Let it go. Forgiveness means let it go. I mean, it needs, it needs to be dealt with. I understand that. But, but forgive your mom. Visit your mom. Take her out to eat. Spend money on her. Let her know how much she matters to you. I'm talking to you this morning about loving your mom God's way. How do you do that? Well, I believe this is evident from what we've considered. Live a life that pleases God. I don't know a mom in here that wouldn't say, that's it, preacher. Preach that right there. Preach that right there. I don't care if I get another card. I don't, well, you, you, honestly, you probably would, but uh, I don't <laughs> Work with me here. I don't care if I never get another card. I don't care if I never get to go out and eat again. I don't care if I get another dress. I don't care if I get another flower. I don't care about all that. But here's what I care about. I want my son, I want my daughter to love God and live for him. And I'm telling you, if you'll do that, it'll be a joy to your mom and cause her heart to rejoice. I have no greater truth, John said, that my children walk in truth. And I realize he's talking about the, the people he led to the Lord and the people of the church. But listen, you'll either give grief or, or great joy to your parents based on how you live. Start right there. Just living right for God. It's right anyways. It's right anyways. You ought to do it anyways. Even if you have a mom that doesn't care a thing about the things of God, you ought to just honor God because he's God. Live a life that pleases the Lord and then show her in some tangible way how much you value her. Are you loving your mom God's way? Are you bringing joy or pain to your mom? How can you show her today just how important that she is? Now, we're talking about loving God's way. We're talking about loving your mom God's way. Moms, I know this has been a little bit of a different message perhaps today. You, you say, preacher, you've preached to my kids, and I kind of like that. <laughs> you've preached to my grandkids. That's all right. Let them have it. In fact, we got time. Go. <laughs> but to be a mom, isn't it true? You all, you've got to have God's help. And to honor our parents, we've got to have God's help. God never expected them to do this in their own power. The law was given to show where they were wrong so that then they would look to God for salvation and He would save them and, and dwell within them and enable them then to honor mother and father. You can't do it on your own. So today, your greatest need, I realize I haven't preached a gospel message in the sense of explaining what it means to be saved, but your greatest need is to be born again, born into God's family. Thank God for the mama that brought you into this world. But listen, you need a, you need a Savior who will take you to heaven. He's available to you because Jesus died on the cross for your sin, was buried, and rose again that you might be born again into his family. And you could have that settled today. And then go about the business of loving mom God's way. Let's stand together here today. I appreciate your kind attention. I hope it's been a help to you. And we need this in our society. In a day when even... 
Churches are being threatened with protest and chaos is around us. We just need to get back, folks. We just need to get back to some of the fundamental, basic things that God has in His Word. And it doesn't get more fundamental than there's a Creator and He made us. And there's an order in His, in his society, in His culture, in His world, rather. And it ought to be bore out in the way that we live our lives. And that's why we need Him so very much. We're going to have an invitation and Maybe you just want to come and thank God for your mom. That'd be an appropriate response. Come and pray for her. But it could be that there is someone here that does not know Jesus as Savior. We, we don't want to have a service where it's not available to you for you to be able to come and let somebody take you and go to a, a classroom, a, a place where you can sit down and somebody can show you from God's Word how you can have that matter settled. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer and then we'll have a, a song of invitation. Father... I want to thank you today that you love us so much. I want to thank you today that you love everyone that's here and you died in their place. Our Savior did. The Lord Jesus Christ died in their place and rose again that they might be saved. And so God, I pray for those that need to respond in that fashion. <clears throat> Lord, I also pray that you'd help us to, to, through spiritual growth and learning and application of your word, learn even more what it means to love our moms, in the way that you want us to. I think, of, <clears throat> I think of how our Savior, even while on the cross, showed love for his dear mother. I thank you for that example. I fall short of it quite often. But thank you, dear God, that you honored your own creation in that way. And so I pray you'd help us, Lord. I, I'm concerned about our society, our culture. We've got away from honoring parents and look where we are now today, God. I pray that you'd heal our land, bring us to repentance, godly sorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. We're singing page 254 today. If you have a spiritual need, I encourage you to come on this very first verse as we begin to sing.